Hello, today is day 45 of the Daily New Testament third quarter, and we are going over Mark chapter 6. Um, it's kind of a long one. To be honest with you, I tried to record this one multiple times, and it was unsuccessful, so uh, I'm not going to read all of it. I know you all are going to miss hearing my wonderful voice reading Mark 6, but I encourage you uh, to go read it. But kind of in a paraphrase of it, um, it starts out with Jesus going back to his hometown and people kind of being amazed that Jesus had so much wisdom, but then at the same time, you know, uh, taking offense because they're like, we know this guy. We know his mom and his dad and his siblings. You know, he's a carpenter. He's not a, a Pharisee or some great prophet. So they, it's the Bible said they took offense and then it said that he uh, uh, he said only in a hometown among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And that uh, he was only able to lay hands on a few people uh, to heal them. But uh, And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Um, and then a little bit later, he sends out the 12 disciples um, to go into the the local areas he said take nothing for the journey except a staff no bread bag or money in your belts wear sandals but not an extra tunic wherever you enter a house stay there until you leave that town and if any place will not welcome you or listen to you shake the dust off your feet when you leave as a testimony against them and it said that they were able to re, uh, drive out many demons, uh, anoint and heal many sick people, and uh, that they preached to the people to repent. And then it goes on and talks about uh, Herod beheading John the Baptist. Um, not that he wanted to, but he was stuck in uh in the words that he used that it he was kind of trapped into having to fulfill uh a request of someone and going ahead and behead them and then it talks about how Jesus feeds the 5000 it talks about how they he was wanting to go somewhere to rest and that all these people heard where he was going and they showed up there um, and that Jesus had compassion on them. So he went ahead and started to uh, to speak to them. And then he wanted his disciples to feed them, but everyone was like, you know, we, this is impossible. We can't feed them. But uh, they saw the... It said they saw five uh, loaves and two fish and so he prayed and broke it and and had them pass it out and then it uh, it fed the the 5000 and also it talks about Jesus walking on the water and that they were afraid thought he was a ghost and then Peter said that he would 
you know, so God, if, if, if that's you call me out and I'll go. And, uh, and so he went out. So, wait a minute. That is not the one. I apologize. I was thinking of another one, but he was walking on the water and that they were, they were terrified of him. And he said, take courage. Uh, don't, don't be afraid. So that's Mark six in a nutshell. Um, but there's so much packed in to, uh, into every single little part of it. So I, I encourage you to go read it so you can, you can get some of those good nuggets for yourself. I'll go ahead and go into prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all these great examples that are that are in the word um that you give us and that we actually get to see examples of Jesus and how he lived and and um and operated so that we can learn how to do the same. Help us to recognize that uh, sometimes when you've called us to do something, it might not be accepted well by the people that uh, that know us and that we're around. And that uh, sometimes when you call us to do something, it's not for, uh, although they could be blessed by it if they accepted it, it's really for uh, a different area or a, maybe a different region or different people. Um and that there we can go and be blessed. And that it also, it, it goes with agreement so that if, you know, if someone we know is coming to us about something God is wanting them to do, let us be aware of this. Let us remember these scriptures and not take offense and push them away, but rather recognize the move you're doing through them and come in agreement with it so that um, you know, we can be part of that blessing and we can be part of furthering your kingdom and allow your miracles to to show themselves in and around us instead of it being uh, blocked because of of our offense of what is happening. Uh, and like how you sent the disciples out where they basically had nothing but the clothes on their back and uh, the shoes on their feet that, um, you know, they just had to trust you for the provision. Help us to trust you for the, for our provision. Um, you gave them instructions of when they were to get somewhere, how they were able to operate and to stay there, um, about like staying in the same house, not going to, to different places. Help us to recognize whenever you've called us to go somewhere, where we're supposed to stay and how long we're supposed to stay there and uh, and how to operate among those people. Um, it talked about, you know, kicking the dust off your feet if they don't accept you. Um, that's kind of a judgment, which judgments are uh, they're kind of serious business. I They scare me a little bit, so I, I try to stay away from them. But... Um, uh, but this is saying not to stay away. I mean, it's not to say to take it lightly, um, but you trusted them with that. So help us to have the same uh, the same realization that you trust us with it too. 
and to know our identity in you and to know what it is you've called each of us to do so that when we go to do that, we're able to um, to execute it well. And part of executing it is, you know, bringing judgments uh, when it's not being accepted because it's not, uh, as you said in other scriptures, it's not, you know, us that's being rejected, it's you that's being rejected. And then um, help us to be aware of, like, the story with with John the Baptist and and Herod. Um, You know, sometimes we're in a situation and it doesn't seem like it's going too well. Um, But I think earlier scriptures we saw where... uh, John the Baptist sent some people out to ask Jesus if he really was the one, because he was kind of expecting, uh, I mean, I'm throwing assumptions there, but I'm assuming he probably thought that, you know, Jesus would get him out of prison. And, you know, Jesus said, no, uh, I'm not getting you out. I am the one, you know, remember what's happening. And this is what you, the blind see, the deaf hear, uh, People are being raised from the dead. This is the very thing you were preaching about that was coming. Yes, I am the one, but no, you're not getting out. You know, like your end is coming and kind of reading between the lines. But it was almost like Jesus was kind of saying like, it is, you're, you know, you're going to be stuck there. You're going to die there, Um, which is kind of a sad to think about. Um, but sometimes we are called to do that for you. So help us to have the realization that when we are called to do it, that we're willing to do it and we're willing and, and, and that we have people to encourage us and to speak faith into us whenever, uh, we start to, you know, struggle or have questions or doubt. Um, you know, that's a pretty powerful thing to see right there and to apply in our own lives. But also with Herod, like he didn't want to, he liked John, he didn't want to uh, behead him, but he was not careful with his words. And because he wasn't careful with his words, he had to kill John the Baptist. Um, And also because of fear of the people around him. So, uh, I mean, that teaches us multiple things right there. But I I ask, Father, that you help us to be wise with our words, to remember that your word says that uh, no idle word will be taken into account, that, um, you know, there will be a judgment for everything we say because you tell us that our words are life and death. Uh, And you even tell us what to choose. You know, don't choose death, choose life. So help us to remember that. Help us to always be speaking life. And when we don't speak life, help us to recognize it and to repent of it. And um, to recognize that we can repent, that we don't have to be stuck in in the consequences of what we've said. Um, I mean, there, there are some consequences, but uh, we're able to come to you. We're able to bring you into the situation. We don't have to stay in there and give in to the fear of man and help us not to be afraid of man. Help us to know uh, that 
we can only please you, that we're never going to be able to please you and please people. And really, we can't please people because we're always going to upset someone. Um, help us just to learn to trust you and to... Um, and to not give in to the sway of others, to not give in um, to the questioning or the offense of others, but to trust what you've told us to do and, and to be able to go through and do it. And when we do make mistakes, to come back to you and repent instead of just going further down that rabbit hole of of creating more problems. Help us to recognize the resources that you give us around us, uh, Jesus, you know, asked them what they had, and they were able to see, well, we have the two loaves, or the five loaves and the the two fish. So they recognized what they had, and Jesus told them to use it. Help us to recognize the resources we have. Help us to recognize the authority we have in you. And, you know, he told them, he didn't say, I want to feed them. He said to his disciples, you feed them. And he's telling us the same thing, that you want us to to take care of all the problems in the world, uh, essentially, by partnering with you and using the resources that you have given us. Uh, you know, it says we're supposed to pray as it is in heaven, uh, let it also be here on earth. And you're wanting us to be that bridge, that partner, to the, the conduit, to to let heaven flow into earth and, you know, those few items to take care of the needs of so many people. Um, help us to recognize the needs, help us to recognize the resources, and help us to recognize how you have uniquely placed us there to meet those needs with those resources by partnering with you and what you have in store for the earth uh, as it is in, in heaven. And then lastly, um, also let us have compassion on those around us. Uh, let us see those needs. Let us not be upset that they're interrupting what we had planned, interrupting our rest. I often get upset because my rest is getting interrupted. And I ask, Father, that for your forgiveness, uh, that, and your, and I, I accept your grace so that when those situations come, I won't continue to, to be upset or frustrated, but be willing to accept that situation as something you are, you are doing and you are bringing, um, about so that your will can be done so that you can be seen so that, my relationship can go deeper with you or deeper with others around us and, and vice versa. And then when we see you move, uh, like when the disciples saw you walking on the water, it freaked them out and you told them not to be afraid, to take courage. Help us when we see you move around us not to be afraid, but to take courage and to be willing to accept you, to be willing to work with you, um, and to recognize that too. So I just thank you for all this, Father. Thank you for all the things that are packed 
into this one chapter. Um, thank you for allowing us to to just to partner with you on on allowing your your kingdom to further here on earth. Thank you for the identity that you gave us of, of being adopted children, um, to being co-heirs of the throne, um, to being yeah to being your kids and and just thank you. Um, help us to focus on you, to follow you, to trust in you, and to live for you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day.